Fantastic. All right. So uh, just like you heard in that brief intro, uh, I'm going to be talking today about uh, how to master diabetes using a low-fat plant-based whole food lifestyle. And uh, before I get too deep into the presentation, I, I'd like to be, uh, I'd like to say one thing here, which is that even though this presentation talks specifically about diabetes, as well as blood glucose control in general, uh, this message also applies to people who are not living with any form of diabetes and people who are at risk for the development of type uh, of pre-diabetes and type two diabetes. So if you're thinking to yourself like, oh, this doesn't pertain to me, then um, I urge you to keep an open mind because a lot of the sort of biological mechanisms, which we'll cover today, um, happen in non-diabetic individuals and can progress to frank pre-diabetes and type two diabetes over the course of time. So what we'll cover today basically are four specific topics. Uh, the first one is what are the dietary causes of insulin resistance? And the reason why I'd like to go into detail about this is because on the internet today, there is a lot of confusion about what causes insulin resistance and what the actual mechanism of insulin resistance is. Uh, whether you go to Instagram or YouTube or TikTok or read a blog or WebMD or Google, it seems like the world of insulin resistance has gotten unfortunately overly complicated. And my goal is to try and make it much simpler and clear up a lot of the confusion so that you can walk away from this presentation having a really good idea of what aspects of your diet can contribute to the development of insulin resistance and specifically how insulin resistance can unfold inside of blood vessels, inside of your liver and inside of your muscle simultaneously. So that takes care of number one and number two, both the causes as well as the diet, the, the biological mechanism. The third thing I want to talk about is what is considered double diabetes. And this is a concept that has actually been written about in the medical research for over 30 years, but I don't see very many people talking about it. And uh, I'd like to sort of introduce the concept and give you guys a little bit of an idea as to what it is and how it can cre be created. And then after I tell you the doomsday scenarios, I will then go into how you can actually solve this problem using your food as medicine, using a plant-based diet that is specifically engineered to be low fat and whole food. So before we go too far, I'll just tell you my quick story. Uh, I was diagnosed with, not with one, not with two, but with three autoimmune conditions in my senior year of college. So the year was 2002. I was graduating from Stanford University. And I was just trying to move on with my life. I was studying mechanical engineering at the time. And I started to feel pretty low energy. And I didn't understand why. Uh, I recognized that when I got up in the morning, it was very hard for me to start my day. And I'm a pretty energetic guy in general. And it felt like it took all the energy in the world for me to put my feet on the ground, for me to get out of bed, for me to brush my teeth, and for me to just start moving. Uh, in addition to that, I also recognized that I was unbelievably thirsty, like thirst I had never experienced before. And I've been an athlete my entire life. And I, and I thought I knew what thirst was, but I actually didn't until I went through uh, this episode. And it felt to me like every time I drank a glass of water and put it down, then I got thirstier five minutes later. So it was this like, very challenging scenario where I would drink water and then I would drink more water and then I would drink more water. And every time I added liquid into my mouth, it felt like I was getting thirstier and thirstier and thirstier. So I picked up the phone to call my sister and she told me right off the bat, she said, stop everything you're doing. You are explaining the symptomology of type one diabetes. 
please go to the health center right now. So I listened to her advice. I went to the health center. While I was there, they transferred me directly to the ER in the hospital. And there they diagnosed me with one, two, three autoimmune conditions. Hashimoto's hypothyroidism was the first one, which is a autoimmune disease that attacks your thyroid gland and decreases your thyroid hormone output, which is very important. Number two, alopecia universalis, which is, as you can see on the picture, is this is basically scientific jargon for doesn't grow hair. I used to have a, a full head of hair. I used to be able to grow a mustache. I used to have ear hair, nose hair, eyebrows, eyelashes, chest hair, armpit hair. I had hair in many different places in my body. Alopecia universalis is a condition which uh, attacks the hair follicles everywhere in your body and basically makes it so that you produce zero hair. And that is as a second autoimmune condition. The third autoimmune condition is type one diabetes, just like my sister had told me. And as a result of that, uh, I went into a, uh, I, I was diagnosed with multiple, with what was called a polyglandular autoimmune condition. And all of this unfolded in a very short period of time. Now, my medical team at the hospital said, you know, we've never seen anything like this before. You have what's called a PAS, a polyglandular autoimmune syndrome. And that means that you have multiple autoimmune conditions, each of which are attacking different glands inside of your body. We don't know the cause. We don't know why it happens. And to be perfectly honest, we don't exactly know what to do about it. We can, however, tell you that if you want to lower, or if you want to keep your use of insulin low, because you are going to now have to inject insulin for the rest of your life that the best way to do that is to try and avoid eating anything that contains carbohydrates. So I'm 22 years old. I don't know the first thing about carbohydrates and fat and protein. I'm, I'm sort of vaguely aware of these concepts, but I don't really know that much about it. And so they kind of gave me this crash course education and said, you know, the foods that contain carbohydrates are things like breads and cereals and pastas and cookies and crackers and chips and sodas. And then also fruits and potatoes and rice and corn and, um, you know, high carbohydrate rich foods that come from the natural world. So they said, you want to try and avoid as many of those foods as possible because carbohydrates are, you can pretend like you are basically allergic to carbohydrates. And instead of eating those foods, you should eat foods that you see on the screen right here, meat, red meat, white meat, fish, dairy products like butter and milk and cheese, as well as eggs and processed meats like bacon. But I want you to limit your intake of carbohydrates. So if you're going to have a little bit of bread, then that's okay, but just have a couple of pieces and try and get most of your energy from fat and protein rich sources. I'm a 22 year old guy. I'm an athlete. I said, okay, great. I already like eating meat. You're telling me to eat more meat. Sounds like a pretty reasonable prescription. Fine. I'll do it. But the problem was that no matter how hard I tried to follow their prescription and, and avoid carbohydrate rich foods and eat protein and fat rich foods, uh, my blood glucose became very uncontrollable to the point where it was extremely frustrating. So the promise that they had given me was actually a twofold promise. Number one, eating this way is going to keep your blood glucose low. And number two, eating this way is going to keep your insulin use low. But no matter what I did, no matter how hard I tried, no matter how closely I followed this low carbohydrate prescription, my blood glucose became very uncontrollable. So the blood glucose meter you see on the left right there is a, is a photo of a, a typical result. In an ideal world, every time I measure my blood glucose, it would be somewhere between 70 and 130. That would, can, that would be considered in the normal range. And that's the normal range for people who are non-diabetic. 
So for a person with type one diabetes, your goal is to try and keep your blood glucose between those values and maybe a little bit on the lower end, a little bit on the higher end. So call it maybe like 60 to 150 and do your best to try and stay within that window as much as time, as much as you can. The problem is that when I would check my blood glucose, my blood glucose could be sometimes as low as a 40 and sometimes as high as a 400. And it felt like no matter what I did, no matter how much I exercised, no matter how low carbohydrate my diet was, no matter how much I uh, kept my stress level low, no matter how much alcohol I didn't drink, that my blood glucose was this ping pong and it was moving all over the place. And it was a 284 today and then a 312 the next day and then 162 and then an 82. And it felt like I just had no control. In addition to that, because my glucose was so high, uh, it forced me to have to inject a lot of insulin. So you inject insulin when your glucose is high and by injecting insulin, it brings your blood glucose down or it brings your, it lowers your blood glucose. So I was doing everything I could to try and keep my blood glucose in the normal range. And the two tools that I had at my disposal were exercise and insulin, but I can't exercise every single time I get a high blood glucose reading. So instead I'd have to rely on insulin, which would mean that on a daily basis, instead of injecting what I consider to be a normal amount of insulin, which is, I'll get into detail about what that is, call it 25 units a day. I ended up somewhere on Sundays injecting twice as much up to 50 units per day. And this really was frustrating to me because neither was my blood glucose controllable, nor was my insulin use kept low. And again, those are the two promises that I would have been told by my medical team. This translated into a whole collection of problems. My energy levels continued to get lower and lower. I became depressed. I became very anxious and I love to exercise. It's one of my favorite things in the world. And exercise for me felt very difficult because my muscles just could not recover from an exercise challenge. And my joints began to hurt. And I just felt like I was living in the body of an 80 year old man, even though I was only 22 years old. So after about of eating this, after about a year of eating a low carbohydrate diet, I said, you know what, enough is enough. I'm not going to live this way because this doesn't feel right. And I know that, that I feel extremely inflamed. And I feel like if this was supposed to work, it should have worked by now. I've given it a full 365 days. I need something different. So I started doing some research and I wasn't looking to become a vegetarian. I wasn't trying to become a vegan. I just was looking for a way to feel less crappy. And I stumbled upon this idea of eating a plant-based diet. And one guy introduced me to another person who introduced me to another person. Before I knew it, I was under the guidance of a guy named Doug Graham. And Doug Graham uh, went on to write a book called The 80-10-10 Diet, where he teaches people of all shapes and all colors and all sizes how to eat a plant-based diet. And he focuses primarily on eating raw food. He was the first person I'd ever talked to in this world of plant-based nutrition. And he said, hey, listen, I can teach you how to completely change the way that you eat and start to eat foods like you see on the screen here. And by doing so, it's going to lower your blood glucose. It's going to lower your insulin. It's going to get you back to being as active as you want to be. Do you believe me? And I turned to him and I said, no. It's like, why would I believe you? Because I've already been lied to by my medical team. And uh, I would like to believe you, but I'm not sure that I have the ability to do that right now. And he said, don't worry about it. I understand where you're coming from. Are you willing to do an experiment with me? And I said, of course. So he said, great come over to my sports retreat and I'm going to show you the system in person and we're going to spend seven days together and I'm going to you know, completely transform the way that you think. And I said, game on, let's do this. So I flew out to Colorado. I met with him. I hung out for a week and that was the beginning of a completely new world that I had never even predicted was possible. So what he told, taught me how to do was to effectively switch fuels. Okay. My, when I first got to him, my diet was shown on the left-hand side where it says start. Okay. My carbohydrate in green was very low. It was about hundred grams per day, which is technically considered a low carbohydrate diet. And my fat intake was high and it was about 80 grams per day. As you can see on the right axis. Mm -hmm.